Welcome to the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the show. Hello, Think Fit, Be Fit, and hello, and say was. I added like an extra breath in there. I don't think I should have. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello and welcome to Think Fit Be Fit. I'm very excited to be part of it today. Good. Hi, everyone. We have a fun topic on our schedule today, and it's something that I find so inspiring. And I'm I'm just really hopeful that like when you're li- after you're done listening to this, you can as a listener be interested and inspired uh, by you know what's going on around you essentially and and how that can be a part of your self-care so this whole season we have been focused on self-care but from this place of it doesn't have to be punishment first and foremost Mm -hmm. and secondly can it be fun and my hypothesis, and a lot of our guests are agreeing that is when there is like joy and enjoyment in our self care, it's probably going to work many, <laughs> it's going to work so much better for us and be much more aligned. <laughs> Today's guest is, I would say, very familiar with uh, self care. She's building a community, she helps people in an ancient med- in like medicine way and in building community like for people to enjoy in New York City. So I guess give us a, like a little bit about you and then I have a question uh, regarding self-care and where we are in the calendar year, which is a few days away from the aut- autumnal equinox. <laughs> Yes. So um, my name is Dr. Anensea Was Rastregina. So I came from Russia in 2005 and my self-care wellness health journey started um, just by being a very sick child. You know, I had asthma, allergies, bronchitis, and a lot of times I would start something that I couldn't continue in terms of like dance classes or sports. And the assumption was I'm just very lazy and I'm just frail. So when I decided to take health in in my own hands and started hiking and going out with friends and doing some breath work, that was the beginning of my journey. Then eventually I trained people for a little bit in the gym and realized it's not quite for me, that kind of environment. And this all led me to uh, Chinese medicine, acupuncture. Initially, I tried it just for fun and exploration because it was always so exotic, the idea of being needled. And I have a lot of piercing, so <laughs> I was new to something puncturing my body. Um, and I just, I was amazed at how, uh, since I didn't come in with any physical issue like pain, what I noticed is just my emotional state and state of thinking or not thinking that was such a major change for the first time i was just free of thoughts and anger and (laughs) certain emotions so that hooked me into um this medicine free of anger that is (laughs) just a 
great thought there. It is. Um, mm. for, as, for as long as I was doing it three times a week, I should wow. say it's not uh, forever. But, but talking about the question that you just asked. Yes, we are approaching um, the fall equinox, which is um, one of the two times in the year when the energies um, of yin and yang as we would say in Chinese medicine, are equal. Or in other words, the daylight is equal to the dark time of the day, right? Mm. So the brightness and the darkness, they, they are equal. So what does it do to our body? This is actually, like if we look at the whole year as a cycle of that energy going either outward or inward, so we have either more young energy, more active, more social, more hot, more uh, combative in a way. Um, so then the height of that is summer solstice. Mm. Then by the winter solstice, the energy goes inward. And now the focus is on the yin energy or the subconscious. Um, we don't want to be so social it's more time for self-reflection for storing it's not the time you want to pull something out of your body drastically mm. so we use equinoxes as the time that gives you the opportunity to get rid of stuff get rid of mm. toxins toxic emotions you know clear up your house clear up your body so that you don't drag it in or in um, spring equinox we don't want to bring it into the next season and suffer from that like a lot of people suffering from allergies and mm. things like that the body is just actively trying to eliminate during fall and uh, spring equinox so yeah. it's a great opportunity as far as the treatment i i just must mention this is the best time for you to do something like cupping and gua sha because mm. it really draws blood to the surface and you can release a lot of that toxicity and emotions, which is really important. We don't realize how much they, um, you know, tax our body, our resources. Yes. I love how acupuncture and the way that I've, well, it sounds like the way that you're speaking about and the way I practice puts some accountability on us to you know, clear the emotions and the importance of moving energy in our body. Like it's just a part of that, you know, and I really admire that. It's something I've always taken, you know, I, you know, I at different times, right. I take it very seriously. Mm -hmm. It's like very important to um, go through that process myself. So what is your, so now we're talking about the, this time of year, the, fall equinox what is your favorite way to welcome it in and change the en energy for yourself so these major solar events like uh solstices and equinoxes i mean one of the best ways is to to do meditation or some kind of group um ritual mm. and even if you you don't have to practice any form of spirituality or religion it's just you know we all can acknowledge the existence of energy and having many people in a group sometimes it's not like two plus two equals four two plus two can equal eight or 16 it's, it grows exponentially 
so my favorite would be to join some kind of group activity like that and now you know after covid people got really used to doing virtual events so there are plenty of virtual meditations or all kind of you know equinoxes happening Mm. so i love that also like feeling connected to a group of people Mm. usually these are people who acknowledge you know our connection to the earth and Mm. the seasons and some form of spirituality well i'm with you right here i acknowledge (laughs) this change (laughs) in energy and change in uh season and how it can you know how it can play out inside my body and inside my you know my interrelations with you know my family my clients and all that so i think what I'm, I, I think what I'm going to do, I do a, a like a, the, and this is kind of new, like a somatic yoga uh, mm-hmm. class. And yeah, I feel it's, it, I don't even, it's hard to call it yoga because it doesn't have a lot of traditional poses or anything, but mm-hmm. it really is just about like feeling in the body and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of body. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of new and they seem to book these classes on these, you know, like there's a new moon on the same day as the equinox this year, I think. So that's probably going to be a pretty, <laughs> you know, very much a releasing energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, can I actually yeah. mention here, <laughs> as far as the emotions, each season mm. related to the element, mm. which is also has a correlation with an emotion so the fall season is the metal element Mm. and the emotion associated with it is grief or sadness or you can think of it broader as being kind of stuck in the past sometimes there is Mm. natural uh period um where you're expected to be sad or grieving if let's say a loved one passes away but some people really get stuck or even things that are very trivial they're having trouble letting go. Mm. So, um, yeah, this is a great time to do something somatic, <laughs> somatic emotional <laughs> release with craniosacral mm. or a very uh, releasing, cleansing form of acupuncture. Or let yourself cry or scream from the top <laughs> of the mountain. <laughs> Whatever oh. works. Yeah. What was really interesting in our first call was that you described yourself as a holistic medicine tourist. Yeah. And I got very excited about that. I was like, where's the ticket? Sign me up. (laughs) 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 What does that mean to you? Well, first, it it, it comes from that curiosity and awe um, of exploring different modalities and it's not just restricting yourself to a specific like it's got to be east asian medicine Mm. um i want to explore it all i mean i I don't want to go for a surgery but as far as the within the holistic realm so and the more i explore the more excited i get um (laughs) i just went after delivering my third baby i went for pelvic floor uh rehabilitation with a pt who does visceral manipulation and craniosacral so uh i mean i didn't have to say a word the person to bottom (laughs) the person just come i mean the practitioner just put her hand on my head and she 
It took her to my very first injury when I was 17, when I had never had a treatment for that. Nobody even knew I had that injury. And she um, helped within one session to clear whatever residual, you know, trauma, traumatic energy that was there. Within acupuncture, there are so many styles. And of course, each practitioner is very different. It's it's amazing. There's Japanese, there's Korean, there are like five elements. I really love esoteric acupuncture. And actually, that's mm. the one that I would do during equinoxes or solstices because mm. it really brings you more in, in, like, aligns you more. All of your bodies become aligned and you can get so much more out of re- reflection and uh, meditation. Mm. Then, Is that what your um, space, your sanctuary, that's what it's named after? Yeah, it, it, it's named Esoterra because of that. Mm. And the man who brought esoteric acupuncture into this world, Dr. Mikio Sanki, he's one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And being in his energy, even for eight days, uh, changed my life. So mm. this is kind of paying tribute to him. So we're talking about exploration. So yeah, often uh, somebody would come to me and I like being that general practitioner in the first point of contact. And then I'll be able to see based on what they're presenting with, what modalities more likely would be not only effective, but also enjoyable to them. Mm. And I will send them, and often it's not a physical modality too. Sometimes I would send to an Akashic Records reader because I try to vet all really great practitioners and great people so that you really like, you know, we're supporting people who are really positive and, you know, not doing it just for money. They're doing it because it's their passion. Mm. So this way it's really exciting. Yeah. Typically somebody will come and I'll say, go get a dietary and uh, Chinese herbal consultation with Dr. Andrew Sermon and then go for Akashic Records with this person. And then physically you have so many to choose from. And I'm not Mm -hmm. done exploring. Of course, there's so much more within each profession. I, yeah, I totally... We're on we're on a we're on a very similar page. I I like to vet people for my own practice. Mm-hmm. I I have ex- I, I have been a receiver of craniosacral work for probably about five years, four to five years, and mm-hmm. it's amazing the wisdom in their hands. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> and it is. Oh, it, yeah. Actually, my craniosacral therapist is right next to my acupuncturist. So mm-hmm. I don't do the same. I don't do them on the same day, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I am so glad that they are both there. And my acupuncturist, uh, we, he just sent me a note because he knows that I real I come in on the season changes mm-hmm. and I'll stay <laughs> for about a month. And I'll, and I, so I do, and the, like the last time I needed more assistance was when I was getting like a dental surgery and mm-hmm. I felt like this was, it was a good time to utilize his skills. But otherwise I, I come in for the, the season changes. Mm-hmm. And so he sent me a note about lungs and something about food. He, all, he, he definitely <laughs> relies on the, the eating component and aligning with that. And, and <laughs> anyways, I'm sure some of his patients 
it don't resonate because it it can mm-hmm. it feels so out of touch with our uh, society and how we like can pick up strawberries from the grocery store and how we can and and yeah. any time of year, um, yeah. and how we can have you know himica and and mm-hmm. you know different roots from all over the world at any time that we want and sure. yeah it just doesn't resonate with people at all that we might want to change our food mm-hmm. to change the way that the energy is moving through the body and you know and how that could prevent disease so anyways yeah so i'm just saying you're we're we're in great company here with one another and i mm-hmm. totally love that idea i just read this incredible book that i recommend everyone reads mm. it's called sand talk by tyson yun caporta he's um an ab- aboriginal man from australia mm. and he really does an amazing job explaining and he's a professor and mm. you know his his possession of the english language is something i can only dream of mm-hmm. uh, so he really explains the the merits of eating foods and season and how for example fat from salmon um that's mm. caught in a specific season can save you but even um gives examples of life-saving uh situations where people had cancer and survived eating that kind of salmon and if you uh fish for it any other time uh it actually can be even harmful to you so there is so much wisdom in eating food that is seasonal and hopefully also local you know mm-hmm. it's been proven by western science as well for example honey that's local to you uh can help you get rid of allergies or at least mm-hmm. make them milder but if you're gonna eat honey that's from another part of the world and you're not exposed to that kind of pollen it's not really gonna do that part for you mm-hmm. it's not gonna do anything so and after a long time of eating kind of clean you know not using anything but uh chemicals for the most part and um table salt and things like this taste buds become very very sensitive i can taste the strawberry that's sold anytime versus strawberry that is local even if it's not organic but it's like mm-hmm. what's the other term integrated pest management right mm. uh, a lot of farms locally cannot afford certifications but they try their best to incorporate insects mm-hmm. uh, to you know fighting the the other insects that, <laughs> that yeah the food so they taste so 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 different and their sizes are different their colors different you know. everything about yeah. them is different <laughs> i just call those strawberries and i'm sorry for I, i'm i don't mean to offend people who like them but <laughs> to me they they're like rubber um mm-hmm. with shampoo taste mm-hmm. but again <laughs> that was not acquired overnight that was years of um you know making steps and changing the diet because i learned more mm-hmm in the beginning it made sense oh everything is available i should try everything but then it doesn't really work mm-hmm. and especially even if um you know we abandon the the topic of like exotic fruits or fruit or foods from all over the world that can be fine uh the biggest issue is let's say winter is cold summer is hot mm-hmm there is a very obvious difference there. If you're going to eat raw 
foods and salads and drink ice cold water in winter time, that is very, very tough on the body. Mm. So yes, you can do that when you're young for a little bit, but sooner or later, the body will start giving you signs that it's not okay. Mm. So now yeah. the best thing is to start switching from rowing cold foods to, you know, and again, what's in season now? Pumpkin, but cinnamon and mm. lots of pears and apples and ginger, mm. things like that warming the foods mm. so then technically this approach or the, this idea could change when we're living in a place where the season isn't as drastic because you and i live in a totally four seasons mm -hmm. place yes so what if you know san diego it's just pl places with less seasonal change like mm -hmm. maybe dallas texas things like that well, they, they definitely get, I'd say D Dallas probably gets more seasons than San Diego. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what's the thought process there? There is, there is still a debate. I'm not going to pretend like I really know the answer because mm -hmm. it is a debate. Uh, we have to consider not only the place because it's so easy for us to move now. Mm. We also have to sometimes consider our own ancestry and, and, you know, what our ancestors have been eating for so long because everyone mm -hmm. has different, you know, it's not even DNA. Sometimes it's um, the epigenetics, right? Which genes are expressed and which ones, which ones are turned on and which mm -hmm. ones are turned off. As a child, for example, I was told that eating bananas and oranges, um, I have allergy to, mm -hmm. to them uh, because I was the first generation really eating them. But I like them too much and I continue <laughs> eating and I'm just fine. Yeah. So now, um, even in places where weather is very stable, let's say we'll, we'll go to Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. There are only two seasons, wet and dry. There are still, um, not everything is available all the time. So mm -hmm. there are still seasons and sometimes they change faster. So one way to look at it is, especially if you've been living in a place for a while and you don't plan on moving, is to really try to connect more to the rhythm of that place. And the sun cycle still exists everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to be following some of that to, to, to pick times to clear and cleanse and detox, then mm -hmm. you would still do this around this time. There are all these debates about, you know, in Chinese medicine, uh, there's a lot of um, focus on animal foods and beef for the blood. And, and there are people who are vegan and doing just fine. So it's, mm. it's, it's a little tricky. In general, like just to, I, I think people need to learn to think more mm. and pay attention to their body to arrive mm. at uh, what works for them. For example, if you are in the tropics, let's say the same Jamaica, uh, it's hot. How does the body cool itself? It does mm -hmm. so by sweating. Mm -hmm. So naturally you would have more spicy food so that it helps your body to sweat and cool down. Mm. Yeah. So again, it brings up another issue that we control our climate now. Mm -hmm. And to a degree, Just thinking I freeze that. <laughs> more in summer mm -hmm. than in winter because... You go into places and it's at 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. So it really like, there is no one size fits all at this point. It's really looking at your environment, both 
uh, in terms of the land where you live. And let's be honest, not everywhere all these resources are available. I think it's more important to learn to to think and understand what's happening in the season. Why why is it even significant to think about the seasons? Mm. But as far as letting go, grieving mm. and sadness, that would apply anywhere. Mm-hmm. in the northern hemisphere yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, we gotta man. remember that <laughs> yeah what if i told you the biggest thing standing in the way of peak performance is potentially something as simple as changing how you breathe we at think fit be fit rely on science for new ways to optimize performance that's why we've partnered with NeuroPeak Pro and their new product, the Intel Belt. NeuroPeak has developed the next generation of wearable tech. This belt is a real-time training device designed to teach users how to breathe properly in order to strengthen their resilience to stress, recover quickly, and effectively execute the task in front of them. If you're ready to begin unleashing the true power of breath, Download the free NeuroPeak Pro app to experience their precision breath training or dive deeper into the science of breath training by visiting thinkfitbefitpodcast.com slash NPP. Your best training is a breath away. So Esoterra is in the middle of the buzziest buzz buzz place Mm -hmm. that I know of, (laughs) Um, New York City. Uh, midtown and (laughs) so how uh what kind of things are at esoterra that like create um, a different kind of environment like for Mm -hmm. healing and what you know um and communing oh you really want the juicy stuff huh yes i had to it's it's not on my paper here so (laughs) but yeah i I didn't want to open a place that big and in that location i wanted Mm -hmm. something small and broken (laughs) then i had a session with a friend of mine who is a shaman um he's from peru but he grew up in india so he's a very like unusual Mm -hmm. shaman and he told me well they want you to open something with five treatment rooms near a major park in the city. I'm like, you are crazy. <laughs> but okay, if they want me to, then um, they should help me. Mm. Here we go. Now we have the center. So we did do some uh, rituals there, like winter solstice, some some good healing work. We are in the belly of the dragon. Mm-hmm. And now the way I'm thinking about it, whatever work we do, the ripples, you know, that ripple effect is going to affect everyone in New York City and around New Jersey. <laughs> so the more powerful the work we do, the more it's going to really help the city that is one of, you know, needs it the most, one mm-hmm. of those places. So another thing in the design of the place itself, I implemented strategies I learned from biogeometry. Mm. It's in a research institute in Egypt that it was an architecture firm, but it really transitioned into studying the quality, the qualitative aspect of physics, of mm. like angles, colors, shapes and how they affect us as biochemical organisms. So they are truly amazing. And I found them by researching into how I can protect myself from um, EMF, electromagnetic frequency radiation. Mm. So I found them and 
I'm really happy I did. So we we have a cube from them that uh, protects you from that radiation. So when you walk in, that's part of what you feel. Mm. Another part is um, the colors that I picked to to paint the walls um, also has a specific frequency that's already healing. Mm. So th- th- there were basically elements in the design to make it more safe and healing in itself. Mm. And then other practitioners also contributed. I have a friend who studies vortex healing. Mm. I just started with them too, but it's a very long journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he put in some energetic structures in the place. I know that all sounds really cuckoo to many people. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, just come and see how you feel. So far, everybody of various, you know, sensitivities to energy, everybody kind of says the same thing. Mm. And, you know, how getting into the office, the the streets, it's Diamond District. There's a lot of tension, a lot of people not happy, smoking. Mm. So you really feel the contrast coming. Mm. Beautiful. That, yes. I, yeah, I can't wait to have a visit. You know, back to the seasons, like when you mentioned, we were talking about the, you know, more stable versus places like New York and Virginia, where there's definitely four seasons. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, and you said, like, why does it matter? And I, you know, for me, like, and I just wanted to kind of touch on it for myself, really. If, mm-hmm. um, you know, and healing for me has come in the form of like honoring like different tra- transitions in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and yeah. when we, and I think about that on the micro level and like the bigger calendar macro level mm-hmm. and, and I've just got, I, I, for me personally on my spiritual journey, uh, have just gained a lot from these like small insights about the the ground and the environment that I'm in and mm-hmm. you know being able to just stay present with those things so yeah and you know and it's it's just come in so many different forms and each time I engage with something towards the ancient side you know mm-hmm. I get more insight right and then yes. but you know it also comes it's also parallel to, you know, other ancient practices and it just is so rich. (laughs) So amazing. They were all pretty much trying to do the same thing. And the differences do come from the, the land and the, the climate and the, the way people ended up looking differently is all because of Mm. um, the land and different locations. Like you need, you know, if the place is humid, you do need different nose and different hair mm. just to um, acclimate to that environment. So a lot of times, like just really connecting to the land not only makes you more appreciative and grateful, and you know what that does to your body, that alone uh, changes everything. But yeah, it's also acknowledging that we are part of one and mm. this is our home. Yes, you can dream about living on Mars or get into mm-hmm. virtual reality. Go ahead. As long as somebody's feeding you, right? Mm-hmm. Once you don't have the land that can produce anything anymore, 
you cannot do that. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We yeah, really we need dirt. To take care. <laughs> yes. Um, some people call it that, and there is a difference between dirt and soil. I learned. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. The land that is dead is dirt. Oh, okay. We need soil, and we need to enrich <laughs> it and bring the nutrients and organisms back, and then we can revitalize the land. I yeah, I hope that can happen because there's just some points where I get. I'm like, can that happen? <laughs> you know, like we know it's like, there's a lot of regenerating power and there, there is. Like, yeah. I have a lot of faith in it. <laughs> so, oh man. No, the um, land is, uh, the land is going to be just fine. Eventually. The question is whether human life is going to make it mm. because we cannot live without the land as mm. much as we can fool ourselves. Mm. And the more in touch we are, the more we take care of it, the more nutrients we get in our food, mm. the more healthy we are. So like um, a lot of times that understanding of our interrelationship is not here. And that that is how we got here, mm. where everything is packaged separately, where everything is, you know, available anytime mm. just because somebody wants it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Some self-imposed boundaries on that is would help like our neighbors. You know what I mean? Like it would be it would be helpful for a lot of people, right? Is if we're looking towards these seasons and you, you know, know what was so cool about this book? I've never heard anyone stand um, talk. Yeah, sand yeah. talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was really amazing to hear someone um to just describe how the whole society was organized in such a way that they could absorb the excesses of narcissists. Mm. He just said it like that because a lot of times, well, in this society, we do have a lot of people who are really self-centered and will do anything to get what they want. Mm. And the rest of the society is trained to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this huge... Uh, gap to fill you know how do you put people who don't want to accept this um in 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 the place mm. especially when a lot of these people have the so-called power mm -hmm. i think the only way is for more people to just wake up and reclaim that connection and take that power realize mm. we all have power mm. So really the question of seasons becomes a question of our existence yeah. on earth. Oh wow. How deep uh, do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's 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 what's coming up. When I think about like an energy imposed onto us culturally, I'm thinking of the it's like this false this idea that we have to be consistent to be successful. Right. You know, and yes, you and I are kind of saying, in a way, hey, step back from that. It's okay to go in and out with your energy, especially now, because the autumn is known as a harvest, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, we can't harvest if we have nothing to give, essentially, if there's just the cup is too full, right? And it also reminds me of, especially uh, if we're, you know, honoring a feminine energy. Mm -hmm. By nature and uh, cyclical nature of our bodies, we are not <laughs> consistent, you know, like energetically. The, yeah, this is a false, really like w when a statement should apply just to one concept, but they apply to mm -hmm. 
much broader like the, the consistency and the stability should come from knowing who you are mm. or and knowing that you can handle any challenges that come your way mm. not from not changing your thoughts ever that's rigidity and mm -hmm. that's um i'm listening to another book i forget the name <laughs> but it's very very uh, famous but the point he makes uh the example the author gives is the guy who created blackberry how blackberry used to be 50 percent of all smartphone market and then he would just not change his mind or be open-minded enough to look at the possibilities of what else a cell phone can do and he mm. would just reject no people don't want that people would not want that they just want uh, a phone with an email and that's it <laughs> that was the downfall mm -hmm. um just you know yeah this is just an example how that does not work that mentality does not work anywhere it does not work in business it does not work in life because it's false mm -hmm. you do not believe what you believed when you were three mm -hmm. so yep. mm, you <laughs> must be flexible in your thinking fabulous yes <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and that's what this, I mean, that's what this show's all about. Like I, you know, I have the the title of the show and the network as Think Fit, Be Fit, because mm -hmm. I, I really believe it, it is a philosophical question for each and every one of us to ask. And that we can't, the programming given to us doesn't, it, it can't just be handed down from one person to another it has to be holistic and uh, aligned for each individual so and that's very obvious to me in the fitness industry mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of cookie cutter <laughs> approaches to exercise and the 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 ironic part of all of it is essentially if you do any type of exercise consistently for a month, you're going to get a change. But mm -hmm. to claim that it's going to be the best and that it is a V way to go is just the other side of the, you know, that that equation doesn't work. And um, so do you have any thoughts to, you know, movement and exercise and seasons? Like lymphatic, well, so like right mm -hmm. now, we, I, I would think for my health, right? So mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to, I, you know, the fall's approaching. So I got my acupuncture mm -hmm. lined up. So we're going to talk about uh, mucus and, you know, the, mm -hmm. I think the lungs are yeah. the organ yeah. of the season. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, with that, I were, you know, mentioned before lymphatic system you yes. know and we yes. want to get that going which is a really easy thing to do with exercise right so mm -hmm. i don't know that i'll change my approach but i might add in i have a lymphatic massage tool at my mm -hmm. studio so i might add that in maybe a couple times and you mm -hmm. know that might be it for my change uh, so for for you for someone who's not like who knows five element qigong which is mm -hmm. which would be rare and there it would be obvious do the metal more which is lung and large intestine one way is lungs is obviously breath work maybe focusing mm. more on exercises um that in you know 
help diaphragm. You know, the whole yoga was really to help you release the lungs as much as possible mm. with all these asanas and stretching so you could breathe deeper and mm. utilize your lungs more, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, so another one would be whatever you're doing, let's say you're doing a plank, be able to hold that plank and deepen your breath. So the focus switches from the posture. You already got it. So do simpler ones, but with more focus on the breath mm. and stretching also, because that's also about letting go. And, mm. you know, uh, when I train, I, I like to, at, at the end, almost like as a, you know, thank you for the session uh, or thank myself for, you know, for exercising do this little visualization when you inhale fresh energy or fresh water and then exhale all that tensions and toxic emotions mm. whatever doesn't shouldn't be there in those tissues mm. uh, but it, if somebody does do qigong or wants to learn qigong five element is great because you can separate with the seasons increase the one you would do now and also for the next season because mm -hmm. we want to prepare in this season for the next one which would be winter and then we always want to tonify kidneys anyway because mm. everyone's kidneys mm -hmm. are weak right now because mm. i just tell you what weakens them alcohol caffeine stress lack of sleep well <laughs> relationship problems stuff like that um Mm -hmm. One, the sound for the lung purification is so one thing you could also do, let's say at the end of the session mm -hmm. is even if you don't know the proper Qigong movement is just sit down. And as you exhale, you do this hissing mm. and yeah. you focus on exhaling more than inhale, like mm. try to exhale and then exhale more and more and more. And if you want to know why is it so effective, you can read the book called Breath. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's the best book, um, in my opinion. Is that the yellow the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. James it's, Nestor. Yes. 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 Um, that book is very good for the season. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, we, so at my studio, we have a specialized equipment uh, it's a pulley system mm -hmm. that helps people essentially re-engage their muscles mm -hmm. um, and their movements. So our promise to our clients is we're going to teach you how to use the right muscles for the right movement. Mm -hmm. And this is not important all the time to use the right muscles for the right movement at all. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it, you have to be in this perfectionist box of muscles. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But when we have accumulated stuff in our joints and joint wear pattern, it mm -hmm. could really help. You know, it could really help you move without pain and move mm -hmm. more freely. So a lot of the our our first two sessions were integrating uh, breath work and assessment for breath. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, there's just so many ways it can go wrong. And the whole system uh, of you know the 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 physical barriers like the airway and the tongue to you know, we can just, our body just, you know, won't go deeper than the chest, our breath. And so those are the two things that come up the most. And mm -hmm. we recommend that book 
a lot. It's, I think it's like sitting near our, <laughs> near our reception. We're just like here, just, you know, it's there. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's one of those books. I, um, I'll, I definitely point to a lot, but I'll, I'll definitely, I'll put it in our newsletter as a, a book for the season. I like I, that. I always <laughs> tell uh, people like, if you really want to learn to breathe correctly, sit mm -hmm. down next to a small child, like, you will not find a child that breathes incorrectly because they they will they will make it. That's incredible. Yeah. Look at any small child, and uh -huh. and it's the opposite of how people breathe when it's chest breathing, right? Mm -hmm. That's why it's so hard. It's not that you don't have the capacities; like you have to switch which muscles you're using. It's like you're trying to do the right, and you need to, to do the left. It's <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're over breathing, um, it'll feel like you're gasping almost because your body just is, it, it feels confused. That, that's mm -hmm. the best way I could can visualize and describe it. Um, it all, what you just said reminds me of an exercise I've seen in team building, leadership and yoga where you sit back mm -hmm. to back uh -huh. and, and you focus on the breath to being together and mm -hmm. it's it's surprisingly exciting and hard at the same time. It's like, you know, you don't know what to do with, it feels vulnerable in a way. Oh yeah. 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 And talking about, I don't know what, what it is, why I'm bringing up all these books all of a sudden. <laughs> maybe, maybe because again, if it's the season of letting go, you need to know what you're letting go of. Well, mm -hmm. like you need to identify so you can help, your psyche. <laughs> mm. So another great, great book is by um, Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. It's her newest book, I believe, called The Atlas of the Heart. So mm. this way you'll be able to really identify because if your vocabulary is just, I'm happy, I'm angry, I'm sad, and I'm fine, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to identify what is really happening in your body. Yeah, well, you know, and that brings up like honestly one of the most like respectable things I think there is in traditional Chinese medicine is like so in English we have like one word for sore throat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think I want to say in, in in Chinese medicine there's like six or seven different identification of well, it's it's throat, the patterns, you know? yeah, or it's like differentiating. The sore throat is the same sore throat, but then we differentiate what kind or what causes it. But in in, I know what you're trying to say. Like in in English, here the mm -hmm. idea of what causes it is always a virus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or bacteria. It doesn't matter. It's all one, right? So it's always like, yeah, there is no further thinking. Is it hot or cold? Is mm -hmm. it because if you do think further, like, how did I get it? Oh, I was sleeping up next to an AC or, you know, I was in the subway and the AC was just blowing on my neck. Then the um, almost most obvious thing to do would be put a hot water bottle there mm. or like drink some, you know, peppermint tea or something that will make you sweat and, and, you know, put up some blankets and maybe you don't even need any herbs or anything, but it's mm. nice to have ginger and turmeric, even if, mm. um, and some yin chow san in, in your apothecary or, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
a few a few tinctures and herbs is is great to have and also homeopathics mm. um, they they work amazing so but for the most part a lot of times you know like that saying food is thy medicine it mm. is mm. how you eat what you eat and drink most of the times would be more than enough i'm wondering yeah. um if you have uh any thoughts on you know feeding the family and mm -hmm. um kind of you know any with yeah like working with your family in this way i mean and like ha mm -hmm. you know it, to me there's some obvious things like you know kids love like the foliage and like you know just like having fun outside with the uh, with the leaves and you know we get halloween if it's not you know, too on the sugar side, there's like some really fun, like, you know, fall things and apples to incorporate and things like that. So I'm just wondering if you have any, any advice for families and seasonal eating and self-care and family care for the seasons. No, absolutely. I, I this can be a whole uh, fun family venture, really. Mm. Like I have three kids and it wasn't easy in the beginning to get them to eat certain things like vegetables. And sometimes I would have to uh, be creative. For example, my little one doesn't want to have greens right now. He's mm. in that stage. So it's a lot of pesto. <laughs> it's a lot of pesto. So he ends up eating greens. I mean, Halloween, that's tough because, you know, uh, yeah. those processed um, sugars, they, they're really not good for your body, but it is possible to, to train your kids. You know, they'll, they'll take anything you give them after some time. <laughs> <laughs> the most um, they want from you is love anyway. And then the food, uh, the problem is again, like a lot of these foods are very addictive and switching mm. sometimes is hard and you don't have to do it all at once. You know, it mm. could be just incorporating a new recipe and presenting it like, this is really fun, guys. What do you think about it? Let's, mm. let's try it. And sometimes your child is like, ew, that's yuck. And you're like, <laughs> okay, but another one eats it and you just mm. keep trying and trying, you know. I find it's much easier to feed the family, like um, cooking, let's say twice a week, with larger amounts because kids are in school and I'm working. So it is easier in a way to not use so many packaged foods and prepared foods, but to really cook. Not mm -hmm. only it's more economical, mm. um, it is easier. The, the problem in the beginning is that like, again, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how long is it going to take. This is really hard. And then you may ask your kids if they're older to help you. Like, do you want to peel this? Let's make this fun. It can be fun for them. Mm. Kids, again, they just want your love. And if you make it where it's not just you cooking for them, but mm. you're doing it together. Mm. And maybe even friends are over. and. Mm. and you just, you know, so what if it takes you a couple of years? It doesn't have to be really fast. Mm. But mm. Kids will follow you eventually. Once they're no longer addicted to certain things that are just example again, um, sugar is four times more addictive than cocaine. Mm. I mean, when you look at drug addicts, 
you know, a lot of times people are very judgmental. Mm. Now, what about you? How much sugar are you consuming? Corn syrup and this and that. So for kids, it's it's super addictive, but it's also very important to to get off this. Yeah. One time I went to see um, a man who was 112 at the time. I skipped the class to see this man. His name was um, Bernardo Lapalo. So he still has some videos on YouTube. You can see him like cooking at 110 when he was 110. Hmm. And he was talking about how the dessert for his grandkids and his kids when he was making it would be a salad with cabbage and apples and some honey mm. and some berries. That's yeah. what they knew as candy. Yeah. So yeah. we as parents, as the ones like, it's okay once you don't know, but once you know, it it is in your hands to change that. Hmm. Yes. I love, oh, thank you. And there's just, there's even more to get into this with the seasonal food and cooking. I mean, we could talk about methods of cooking and what that means and sweating yes. and, and cooling and uh, all those things. But I have two more questions and then we'll sign off. <laughs> um, so, okay. The first one is, you know, I'm getting ready to travel and I'm going to be in a completely different place and mm -hmm. climate is there a good way do you have any um go-tos for your patients or yourself to acclimate instead mm -hmm. of just throwing myself you know i i mean traveling feels so different for me now in general actually gregory and i just came back from denver for one of our courses mm -hmm. and it just doesn't feel good to mm -hmm. change that fast. So mm -hmm. got anything for me? <laughs> sure. Well, as far as the diet, uh, one of the things like my, one of my teachers said, Dr. Mikio Sanki is like, well, what would happen to you if you skipped a meal? You know, yeah. sometimes if you're traveling, let's say on the, on the plane, the serving, uh, maybe not the freshest, maybe it's not typically what you eat, it's okay to skip a meal. You can just have water. And it's not a, a, you know, a big deal. Or I always travel with some nuts, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because they're high calorie and oil and they can satisfy you for a little bit. Some apple and, and mm -hmm. nuts. When you're in a new place, you know, just starting a little bit slower. Like you don't have to have something you've never had a, a huge portion of that. Just try a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, take some, again, homeopathics are great to travel with because they're very small and uh, you can take the ones for food poisoning, mm. uh, nausea and things like that. Uh, for jet lag, um, there is a nice uh, way to, to acclimate to a new place uh, with crystals. Mm. If you have five crystals two um clear quartz and mm -hmm. three hematites and they can be rather small they don't have to be big mm -hmm. so you put um one hematite at the top of your head mm -hmm. two at the bottom of your feet mm -hmm. and uh you take uh, the clear quartz in in your hands mm -hmm. in the palm chakra mm -hmm. if you will and just lay down and do some breathing so hmm. they reset your, you know, biorhythms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Or yeah. you can, if you know the points, let's say you don't have the crystals, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure you could also do the same with acupressure. It's mm -hmm. do 20, the mm -hmm. top of the head, the crown chakra. Mm -hmm. uh, you can press it for, for two minutes. Then um, this point, heart eight, but just like the middle of, of the palm on both sides. And kidney one, which is a point right here. Oh. So at the ball of the foot. Uh-huh. Right below the ball of the foot. Yeah. So these five points tend to like reset your energy system. I think a good way to kind of wrap this up is, you know, we turned out to have this conversation really on longevity in a way. Mm -hmm. Um and I think now the worst case scenario would be like we're completely um, in a dull rhythm. Like we would like the worst case scenario, a dull rhythm of eating the same things, looking at the same indoor lights, kept at the same temperature as uh, my partner Yusuf says, we're not chickens. <laughs> 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 and, and I think it's a reference to like a coop, you know, mm -hmm. and like protecting, you know, like mm -hmm. the coop from all the, the changes of the environment. So a book I recently read, it was called The Comfort Crisis. Mm -hmm. And oh, man, he it's some tough love. <laughs> I'll tell you, The Comfort Crisis, uh, the the hypothesis, you know, one of his main points is really like comfort ha will kill us basically yeah yeah oh, absolutely and he's just not nice about it at all so he wants he wants people out there hunting and making their own jerky and and for <laughs> and homesteading and foraging and um it definitely it was a good perspective and i i kind of enjoyed it i i in a way that like you're laughing like i got some laughs out of it i was like oh man this is <laughs> this is going to piss a lot of people off and, but I enjoyed it for that reason too um, very contrarian <laughs> and so anyways is there anything else you'd like to add to that before we sign off I guess yeah we, we, we went back to there is no answer like if people yeah. are looking for give me a recipe tell me how to live my life and there is no <laughs> such thing you, there, you cannot avoid critical thinking learning mm -hmm. more about yourself nature and other people through yourself actually so really yeah it's um there's only really one way to become truly happy and free is mm -hmm. uh by not avoiding facing <laughs> your blind spots and the journey is always from within you there's mm -hmm. no other way no one can fix you no one tell can tell you how to live but earth is our nature and for us we also have to know our home and honor it and that way of life truly makes you appreciate life itself more mm -hmm. yourself and others aka happiness mm, beautiful uh well thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your light and your energy and your experience i like really enjoyed this and me too. Thank you. For yeah. <laughs> it's such a gift to be able to share this type of enthusiasm, you know, with, with the, just the airwaves and uh, <laughs> it's just going to be out there. And yeah. And the, what's really cool about podcasting 
not many people know this, but it's totally anonymous. Mm. You know, Twitter's not all that. They, all the things they're not anonymous. And then you have this like data signature. Mm -hmm. And then there's like, you know, we could talk about all the implications there could be for like what AI could bring to our energy, you know, and like being Mm -hmm. like weirdly connected and, Mm -hmm. you know, gosh, and how fast everything's going to, we're advancing as humans. And, Mm -hmm. but podcasting is not, you know, it's just, it's almost as simple as a radio wave. And it's just, it's, you know, if people want to engage and want to sit here with us, mm-hmm. it's totally their sovereign choice. And I just love that. And oh, yeah. Yeah. That is definitely, uh, I didn't know this. Thanks yeah. for sharing. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to speak up because they don't want their name known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's just a really, you know, you yeah, you don't have to sign up for anything to enjoy like all the stuff that we just shared. And that like to me is just you didn't have to give up anything. And every time you go on the Instagram, every time you go on the Facebook, you're giving up some of, you know, your digital identity and your currency in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's um I don't know. So cheers to that. Um <laughs> cheers to <laughs> Cheers to being on the podcast. And I'm just so excited to share this with everyone. Yay. Thank uh, you. Oh, well, um, and where can people find you online? Speaking of. <laughs> um, they can go to esoterra.com, which is spelled E-S-O-T-E-R-R-A.com mm-hmm. and find the link to Esoterra Acupuncture, which is my practice. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.